What up, what up? It is Alex, the fantasy football hustler, back at you. And it is I, Bogard Scott Free. I couldn't think of anything clever. Otis B. Driftwood in the house. Yeah. Last time on Silver Screen Breakdown. We meet our main four characters of the movie. Billy. What? Uh, Bill, but, Jerry, but, Denise, and but, Mary. But they all go to Captain Spaulding's gas station slash chicken joint slash amusement park with one ride. Horror <laughs> amusement park. Definitely. They get really intrigued about this uh, this tree where this killer uh, was on the loose. And it's not too far away from where this whole thing is. And they've gotten a flat tire. And it's because one of the fireflies actually shot out their tire. And now they've actually made it in. They've all made it into the house. We got a little cut scene where we saw Otis. He has the five cheerleaders up in his room where he is just, he's talking to them. They're going crazy. And uh, we get cut scenes away of like a lot of disturbing things. Because we get Baby in there talking to, what's his name? Um, to Bill, Bill, and yeah, we get the crazy cutscenes where, like, she's like making out with the skeleton and letting the skeleton <laughs> touch her all over her titties, and like, it's, it's, it's some freaky stuff. It's some freaky stuff. It is a little weird. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was rewatching it earlier today while I was customizing some shoes at work, and um, I forgot that that had happened. I was like, wait, let me see. And I was like, let me rewind that. And I put it, and I was like, damn, because like the streaming service I was on was just playing it through like one time. <laughs> so it didn't let me go back. And I was like, Jesus, that's why I think I remember wa- wanting to watch this movie the first time. We really had a thing for Sherry, Sherry Moon Zombie back in the day. So <laughs> yeah, she's a hottie. She's a hottie. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah, she, shows her, she shows her ass crack uh, at a, at some point uh, before that. I think when they're in the in the house, right, and she's trying to you know kind of get all up on Bill. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's when she kind of lets him know, yeah, that she's interested in something. But I think she's just leading him on to. to well, totally, away. totally flirting with them, you know, like yeah. crazy. Like brings them, uh, brings them some hot cocoa. Has like a whole bunch of marshmallows in it. And uh, he like takes a sip, mm, tasty. And uh, she was like, "It's not the only tasty thing in this house." <laughs> she puts her finger in there and sucks on it or whatever. Yep. And uh, you know, just totally flirting with them. And oh, you're real silly for a guy with glasses, and you know, but just being a real, real horn dog. Yeah, she and, takes uh, them off of him, and he's like, "I need those to see." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the other, and the girl's definitely his, uh, you know, definitely his chick. Um, one of the ones Mary? who's there because when, um, yeah, I'm not sure which one it is. I can't. It's the remember. one that calls. It's the one that calls the dad, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, the girl that calls the dad is his girlfriend, correct? Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because when they all come in there, they're all now they're waiting for the for the tire to get patched or whatever, and they're talking. You got Mama Firefly coming in, and man, it's just. It's a real creepy, trippy, like, scene. All they want to do is get their tire patched and uh, meet all types of crazy people, all types of crazy shit going on. There's no phone in this house because she wanted to call her dad. No phone. 
Yeah, she asks, and and Mama Firefly, the actress—I forget her name in real life—but she was a, a screen queen in her own right uh, in several films. I think in the in the seventies. Uh, so Rob Zombie kind of tapped into that and recalled that and kind of gave her a cameo in these films, which is pretty cool to see. Karen Black. Ch- Ch- Karen Black. Yeah. See, even that name sounds like a you know like a horror horror film actress. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, let me see. What uh, was she in Psycho? She may have been. I mean, way back in a, the day. Yeah, she may have been. But um, but yeah, like when you see her, I mean, she's obviously aged from the from the good old days of the seventies and eighties. But um, uh, definitely uh, in this film, where they kind of do some stuff with her teeth and they make her look very trailer park, uh trailer park whore in light of <laughs> lack of other terms uh but she's her character is very much that way you know she comes out and re- represents herself to the boys with i think in like a nighty or whatever and uh most of her goods out or whatever so rob zombie throws a lot of that out there kind of just you know in typical you know slasher film style yeah and like they're doing they're they're asking a bunch of questions, you know, like they've been doing the entire time and they're being like super vague, you know, about stuff. And it's like they're being vague about stuff, and then we get the little 10 second cutscenes of like <laughs> everything that they're asking about, you know, and it's nothing but like you freaky. heard about the cheerleaders, and then it's like cut to Otis mm-hmm. doing that <laughs> doing his thing. <laughs> All of three of them dead already, and the other one's had tied up or whatever it may be. Super <clears> freaky, <throat> super gorish. And then they uh, um, they're gonna have dinner with them, and they got to wear those uh, those crazy masks. Yeah, the, uh, M- Mama Firefly is like, we we can't have dinner with our normal faces or something like that. Everybody yeah, puts weird. on some weird ass <laughs> masks, and those masks look like paper mache stuff. That, um, I, I was in theater a couple of years when I was in high school, and we did a a play where for the first act we wore masks in typical old traveling troupe style of the uh, you know the European actors they would travel in a group basically like a guild and they had each character had their own whatever there was like a doctor and there was a lovers and there was a you know the clown and blah blah and like the leader of the group or whatever there was a tart so that like that was the whatever and so each mask represented those characters and that's mm-hmm. kind of what it looked like in these but then they were painted with halloween style so like they were one was green to kind of represent more of frankenstein and one looked kind of like a witch instead of you know the doctor yeah. but they were very similar which i thought was kind of interesting i don't know if he was throwing that in there because it's kind of like thespian like or yeah i feel i was gonna say it, i feel like rob zombies of of the theater arts right yeah, yeah he may be so right. i mean as a director right and then and he, he's very theatrical on stage i've gone to like i said i went to one of his shows yeah. and there's a lot of yeah, he said he loved, like he loved like phantom of the opera it was like one of his joints yeah, there you go. So I, I kind of noticed that as far as those masks at the dinner scene, which was kind of interesting because I was a, my character was a doctor in one of these, uh, what was it called? Is it a company of wayward saints? I believe was the name of the the, the play that we did. And I, I was Dottore, which was like some smart ass doctor, go figure, right? And he had like a big bulbous nose and it was like a half mask where you could see the, the bottom half and you could still, you know, enunciate to the, to the audience and they could still pick up what you're saying. But um, interesting, interesting that I saw that those masks were like half masks, kind of like that. And it's it's just funny. Yeah. And uh, I mean, everything is hella awkward. She tells Tiny to uh, like write it down, go get grandpa. And uh, Tiny, that's another that's a moniker. I love those. It's just a misnomer. Sorry. It's like so the moniker is a misnomer. It's like when somebody's uh, like Tank, Tank Dell. It's mm -hmm. like he's not necessarily a tank. He's just 
the little guy. Yeah, that's, you know, little. It's, it's a misnomer. What do they call that? It's a, it's a misnomer. Misnomer. Yeah. Yeah. Put that in your repertoire. Because <laughs> yeah. Tiny is not so tiny. He's huge and he has like a mankind <laughs> looking mask on. You can tell his face is like disfigured. Um, Very goonies. Goonies like crazy. Sloth, sloth I feel vibes. like there's a lot of. There's a lot of inbreeding going on. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like... Some hills have eyes things happening. Mm-hmm. But we get the backstory to him. I don't know why he's, you know, so like uh, mutated was, into like, uh, some huge freak. But and some about a fire. I right, think, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he was involved. The with... Papa Firefly, I believe. Mom, Mama Firefly tells the story there while they're having dinner, if I'm not mistaken, because he comes out, right? I think it's the first time they see Tiny serving mm-hmm. up some food and everybody gets quiet. You know, and they have the masks on, so you can't see their their reactions necessarily. But like, I think yeah. one of the couples, they where they hold hands and they kind of look at each other, like, "What the hell yeah. is that?" Because he's huge. Wow. He's like, he looks like a seven foot tall. You know, um, like I said, a, ver- a, a Rob Zombie version of Sloth, or like I don't know if you guys have ever seen Pumpkinhead, but there's like some weird stuff kind of going on with that. Anyway, so he's creeping them out, and they're all freaking out when he comes out. It's just a great little scene, and you know, you as a viewer, when you're watching that, I know the first one of the first couple times I was watching that, I was in my apartment, like alone, and I was like, "What the hell?" You know, <laughs> like if he's like, here's the thing too, is like, you know, he's probably, I got some screws loose upstairs, for lack of a better term, right? Yeah. And like, I, I even think the masks could be like because that makes him comfortable. That's what I was. That's what I was gonna say. I feel like this shit. You guys better put these fucking masks on. <laughs> I, I feel like there's some guilt behind him wearing the mask. Like it might be their fault. You know that he uh, is how he is somehow. Oh yeah, that's what I was getting to. Papa Firefly supposedly uh, burned the house down uh, for some reason or another, and he was locked or playing in the basement, and he didn't get out or. You know, yeah, I don't know he if it was sure did survive. If it, yeah. if it was on purpose or not, but you know, I'm pretty sure it was. And uh, and hey, hey, our man Nelson has made it. Yeah, what up, Nelson? Yeah. Who's hey. this figure? He's talking about me. You're a thing of beauty. Back, I heard all that. <laughs> I'm not that tall though. Lurch, lurch, <laughs> Nelly, Nell, guys. Man. Sorry. For my well, welcome today. back to the states. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I, good to be I'm, back. I'm the, I'm the United States ambassador. I don't know, so. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of that. <laughs> welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Thank you, boys, men. Yeah. Okay. Boys, too, men. Men of many <laughs> degrees. Just to bring you up to speed. Oh yeah, this know, is, uh, the fireflies. And cu- they didn't cut themselves a pair of co-eds here. And uh, yeah, in addition to the five cheerleaders that they already had, they're at the awkward dinner wearing the masks right now. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That guy, I wonder who played that giant dude. Hmm, that's a good, like, you know, these characters, like, uh, like, it was like uh, out of a Fellini film. Have you heard of Fellini, that director? Uh -uh. No, but I would imagine like everything's exaggerated. Well, Fellini, like, he would cast people, like, real people that look like the characters pretty much. So his name's Matthew McGrory, and uh, he stands seven foot six. Yeah, seven six. It's huge. He look that tall, but that's tall. Yeah, but this guy's uh, gigantic. He was an odd looking dude, but he, I mean, he was hunched looking. over everywhere, like uh, a big old hunch, like every time you saw him. You know, what I mean, would you want to be that tall, Alex? 
What up, Surge? No, no way. That's, that, that's too. That's too freakishly tall. This guy's huge. Um. Yeah, the casting was phenomenal on this film. If they even cast it, I think they just pick people that look the part. That'd be cool if I had like the ability to like grow that tall and on like like kind of like a Hulk scenario. This guy was the giant in uh in Big Fish. Big Oh word. Yeah. Is that the movie that was was based on uh He passed away he passed away in two thousand five. Dang it. I mean, I mean, he was right after the movie was kind of gigantism two, two years after. Uh, look at Serge. He said, Oh, snap, Peacock in the house, Vatos Locos forever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> G- G- what uh, giantism? You yeah. Said? yeah, gigantism. Gigantism. Well, Nelson, <laughs> like I, that, I want yeah. a little bit of your thoughts on. Uh, I know we're already in act two, but I want a little bit of your thoughts on just like the beginning, you know, pretty much everything that happened before they actually showed up at that house. You know what? Tell you what, I didn't know if this was like a comedy or what. I couldn't even tell if it was, a, <laughs> it was a, like a horror film or like a comedy, because it was kind of bizarre in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then you have like you know, and then it looked kind of scary because you had someone in the bushes hiding from the POV of the camera. Right? That's always spooky. Mm-hmm. You don't know who yeah. it is. And, right? Um, They're like, go away in those bushes. And that guy, you know, he was asking a lot of questions, annoyingly so. He deserves to get killed. Yeah, I, you know, you just gotta kill him. Sometimes you just get someone who deserves to get killed. Just gotta kill him. Way too um, many so questions. I, I was like the first act. Let's say I was like trying to figure out what's going on. I don't know. I've heard of Rob Zombie, but I don't know his uh, flavor of the month or like how he shoots his films. But I found out soon enough. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, the opposite of Hollywood endings. I get tired of Hollywood endings, so it's refreshing. But I'm thinking, this anybody live? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one for sure. Okay, so yeah, he likes to do stuff like that. It, so it was a nice, comfortable take. Where it's like, oh, they're on the road. You know, films like watch people on the road is always comforting, right? You know, they stop at a gas station that's unassuming. No, a little redneck, I guess. Mm-hmm. No hillbilly-ish. And then uh, I thought those guys were kind of weird. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. then you get to then you know, then you get to the house. <laughs> it was even crazier. Mm-hmm. But uh, Otis, Otis is that is good? Is, am I am I up to speed now or what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Where I mean, they're at the dinner. You see Tiny now, and then Otis comes down from upstairs. And oh man, I mean, he has. I don't even know what is in this jar. Like I mean, it's like a fetus or something. I don't know. Something. It's a baby. Right, it's like a fetus. It's like a, in, in some sort of a woman's uterus, maybe. I don't know. It's a fetus that didn't live uh, the birth, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe he pulled it out of one of the cheerleaders or something. Mm-hmm. I, I I assumed it was um the, the old woman's. Oh, like the, the like the mother. The, she just lost a child. It was, you know, might have been Tiny's brother. Oh, Mama Firefly. Yeah. Huh? Gross. Yeah, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of incest going on. I'll tell you that much. She had them teeth. Um, her teeth were messed up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just, did that to Captain Spaulding's teeth really good too. Like, dirty them up real nice. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, it gets crazier, yeah, and crazier. Like, the farther that it goes in, because next it's showtime. Yeah. Like now That's we nice. now we get to watch. I mean, the grandpa's like ridiculous when he's doing his stand-up comedy act. <laughs> just cutting a bunch of stupid stuff. I don't know what he says. It's just 
they all end with something fucking in the pussy or something like that. Yeah. Pretty good, man. That's almost too good, Alex. You yeah, watched this like perfect. 20 times. <laughs> that was spot on. I give that a 10 out of 10. That was like right on. <laughs> That's exactly how he was doing it. <laughs> He's fucking ridiculous, man. I mean, it's just a creepy ass old man. And it's yeah, funny, he has yeah. the big old chops, like the sideburns, just like big. I'm just going to do that when I shave. I'm going to shave all this in the front and just leave the big sideburns. Like hella, hella long, like, man. Hella long. <laughs> yeah, that was bizarre, man. The only one who liked it was uh, Jerry, the one who was like, I mean, I was eating the popcorn and just laughing. Like, yeah, I mean, he's the he's the reason why all this is happening. He's the one who needed to go inside there more for pumping gas. He's the one who needed to go find this tree, and he's yeah. like having the time them to, to, to watch he, the to get on the ride. He's gonna sure. eat it. He has no idea. Like he, I don't think he even thinks like that there's anything in danger here. Yeah. Well, remember, uh, we kind of skipped over this because it was like a real quick thing, but um, it was when they were talking to Mama Firefly and he was like, yeah, you know, I think we're going to go to a hoedown next. And she was like, oh, get, that I'll sounds like fun. And, uh, and then the girl was like, oh, no, he's not really going to go to a hoedown. And she's like, oh, you just making fun of us? You think you're better than us? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no way out, right? No way. No matter what you say, you're you're offending them, for sure. And no, that's I one like thing that I get from like all of them is like they hate city folk, like because they all think that they're better than them because they're just a bunch of inbred rednecks. And uh, yeah, it's like that's like one of the chips on like all of their shoulders throughout this whole thing. Yeah, I yeah. wonder if they would have gotten out just if they had just left Captain Spaulding's if nothing would have happened. I'm pretty sure, right? It would have just been like, all right, I drive away. Well, I feel like where they went, they had to go down, you know, like there's multiple roads. It's not like there was only one road and they were going that way because you had to draw the map where you had to go this way, that way. And then mm -hmm. you're like over there. I feel like, right. you know, let's say they took a right turn to start this whole thing. Had they took a left or went straight, they would have been fine. Yep. They went down the road that led to these people. Yeah. Since the guy was so nosy, um, he, uh, you know, his wish came true, so to speak. Yeah. But were all those other people nosy? All those other skeletons? I don't know. He got he has this obsession with a with a local legend, the Dr. Satan. Yeah. Dr. Satan. We haven't mentioned Dr. Satan in Act Two yet. We gotta we gotta step it up. We gotta step up our Dr. Satan mentions. Yeah. I mean <laughs> that, that's the whole reason why they're do, why they're doing all this, right? They're yeah. trying to find this Dr. Satan and this evil tree or whatever. And uh yeah, I mean, it's just, it's real ridiculous. Like what, um, uh, Peacock, do you remember the part where uh, Baby, where she's like putting on her makeup and stuff? She, uh, she's talking to someone, you don't know who she's talking to. Then it pans and she's talking to the cheerleader all tied up and there's one alive and one dead. Yeah, and she's, uh, she goes off on her little rant and she's like, uh, give me a B, give me an A, give me a B, give me a Y. It's like, what's that spell? And then, like, you know, those cheerleaders, like, what the freak, you know, all tied up still. Like, what's that spell? All in her face, all freaked out. You know, baby. And they use that part portion in a, one of the, the songs on the soundtrack. We haven't really talked about the soundtrack, but obviously Rob Zombie's a uh, couple of songs on there himself uh, yeah. for that. And then all the uh, the score is pretty insane and intense. It's really cool. Hey, peace out, Hearst. Thanks. Fitting name, Hearst Hill. 
and uh so yeah the the music's great i love the the jump scares uh are accompanied by guitar riffs instead of like you know your your classic no, like, noises yeah, or piano violin, or violin yeah. or strings or piano right so you get you get some guitar which is pretty cool it's a different twist and uh I think it's very effective for the style of uh, or the amount of gore uh, and the harshness that you're getting. But yeah, going back to Baby there, you know, very psychotic uh, in her in her gearing up for what's going to be a, a show that she's going to put on uh, in a little while. She what did she say? She was like, "You cheerleaders aren't doing nothing to cheer me up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why she starts her own little her own little cheer. Oh man, I mean she's such a savage. And uh yeah, and she starts uh when she does her little number, you know. Um what what would you say? What what was that a nod to Nelson? does anybody know on what uh what oh, baby whole... what she was dressed up as and doing her little dance? Was this like a nod to something? It's just creepy. Not that I, I don't remember. The, I don't know what the song is, but okay. it's like I wanna be loved by you or whatever, something. Some weird kind of freaky deaky yeah i've heard that song before but i don't know where it's from aberration or something from the 60s or something yeah it's, it has that creepy vibe to it like that what's that oh, other I one think that it, i think it was uh, uh, uh marilyn monroe spot. okay oh this was marilyn monroe okay i think she's saying it to uh not the president but eh, some movie some like it hot maybe i don't know okay mm. you know and that makes sense because you know later on she asks you know who her favorite uh, she asked the uh, Jerry who her favorite actress is, and he guesses yeah. her in the Monroe. It's incorrect. It might have been correct, but it's funny. Of course, she's gonna make. She, she could have, yeah. She could have changed the answer in her head, of course. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, she's getting all sexy on Bill, and I mean, she really like she works the room. She gets sexy on everybody, but um, yeah, his uh, his girl when she gets up on her, she's like like sticks her tongue out at her like pretty much like fuck you <laughs> and she sits on bill's lap and then she uh bill's girl pushes her you stupid slut get off of <laughs> he's like yeah what are you gonna do about it huh bill just had a heart on man he was excited <laughs> yeah, his girlfriend kind of shows some some gusto there and she's like you know ballsy what are you gonna do about it huh baby yeah. Draws a switchblade on her. She's a gangster. Bitch, I'll cut your tits off. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Insane. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> and she wasn't scared. Like, that was the thing. She wasn't really scared. I mean, had they only really known what was yeah. uh, yet to come at this at point. That point. And because, yeah, now the car's done. They get the hell out of there. Yeah, they want to leave. They yeah, Not they so want to leave fast. there. She's about to, like, open the door and, the you know, that one of the big firefly dudes is standing there it's like another one of those little jump scares <laughs> yeah. he's like cars ready thunderclap <laughs> oh man wendo he said have y'all seen mother's day he said mother's day fucked me up is that one of those new ones that uh, that came out i think i, I think yeah. derek mentioned one of these yeah mother's day mother's day it already sounds freaky <laughs> Oh man, just like this next part, this is where it all goes down. So right after the jump scare, then all the, the girls in the back go, 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 oh, <laughs> takes <dude>. off, <laughs> but the gate is closed, so he's got to get out to go open the gate. And Otis, of course, that's not that's never good in a film like this. No, yeah, just drive through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he gets out. 
to go open the gate. He hit his and man, Otis, he's right there. I mean, you don't know that it's him. He's like, it's kind of like, I don't know. It looks like a scarecrow almost or something. And uh, yeah, and then then he starts moving. <laughs> Hits him with a bat, decks him. Tiny's on the other side now. And oh man, this is this is really where it all, the, it really goes from bad to worse. Uh, really, really quick. Um yeah, that's really the only way that we can uh, describe this. But they start bashing the car with the uh, with the baseball bats, and yeah, everyone's getting out of there. Everyone's coming. No one's getting left behind. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. They get on top of the. Oh, is it Otis who gets on top of the car at the end of the, yeah. the scene there, and he yells, "Ah!" Well, the rain's coming down, and yeah, you know, they basically got everyone out. Yeah, because there was somewhere somewhere along the line, I can't remember when it was, but he was like, yeah, we've had a little bit of a dry spell over here lately. No one's coming down our neck of the woods. So I think like, you know, out the cheerleaders, that, that had to be something, you know, that rejuvenized them. And then now them, a foursome. Yeah, you can only keep the cheerleaders alive for so long, you know, and you need some fresh, you know, people to torture. Okay. And all of them are not alive still at this point. Like we already saw one was dead when uh, baby was putting on her, uh, her makeup. There was two of them in there and one of them was dead. Yeah. I think that we, we may have had the two kills, the body count early and then one or two cheerleaders maybe dead at this point. Yeah. And we don't really see the cheerleaders die or anything. We don't know how that part happens. Yeah. We just eventually just see them. We just see their corpses eventually like throughout the courses of the film. Yeah. Now, I mean, the thing that was different about, I mean, because, I mean, the farther that we go, it's like, man, you start seeing more things unveiled within the house. And it's like, man, how fucking long have these people been doing this shit? And like, this is the first time where somebody like, you know, made a call or something when they were around there or whatever. And we get the, uh, uh, the dad. I mean, once the, the next day, that, that's pretty much what this cuts to. And the dad calls, like, I don't know, local sheriff or, like, something. And saying his daughter said he was going, she was at the Spalding place, and then they never made it. Well, that dad, he was from, uh, he was in uh, Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Oh, uh, he's, he's the, the old man at the end. He, he's yeah. the old Matt Damon. He's the old Matt, right? Yeah, the old Matt Damon, yeah. You know, that, that famous, like, uh, you know, meme or gif or whatever, where he turns from Matt Damon to the old guy. That's the same old guy. Oh yeah, yeah. he did turn. <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, he's staring that at the, him. The, the grave or whatever at the end of Saving Private Ryan. Great movie, by the way. Yep. And then, uh, man, we get a real crazy scene here with uh, with Otis. So they put one. Uh, they put the girl in uh, just in the corner in one of the rooms. She's wearing like a dunce hat. And she's all tied. She's tied up. She's gagged. Oh, she's just screaming, making noise. And Otis comes in, starts man, just going off on there. And he was like, uh, he was like, I'm in there working right now. You ever worked? And he was like, Oh, he probably scooped ice cream for your friends on summer break or something. And yeah, like, like, just well, like, say no, Mickey Mouse with one side and Donald Duck on the other. Missy, or I don't know what he tells her. <laughs> you gotta get some of his lines. He's got some epic dialogue yeah for sure he goes off and he is great and it's in his own kind of um you know he's obviously in his own psychotic world where he's talking about 
killing but like i was mentioning earlier i think in act one it's kind of like he's an artiste you know in what he's doing or what he's trying to do with the the torture techniques and i think some of the body parts that he saves as well we'll get into later and uh this one specifically nelson where he's going off on uh, on this chick you think any of that's ad-libbed i have to watch it again which i can like to pull it up uh would, did you have it on youtube so. i watched it on tubi yeah, I yeah, saw it on I, Pluto or something. Yeah, it's on Pluto. Uh, two is that seen on uh, YouTube? You think? Ah, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know there's a few scenes that were on Let there. Let's see if I can. Here, I just looked up Otis Driftwood quotes on TikTok, YouTube. There's thoughts to think about. There's ten Otis Driftwood. No, 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 that's not it. Top quotes. Yeah, not really anything. Oh, top like, you're looking, huh? Yeah, that's what I searched. So that maybe there's, you know, I could word it differently. Yeah, it starts getting real crazy right right after her. Um, I mean, he, I mean, pretty much freaks her out, scares her to freaking high hell. He's like, "I'm gonna remove your gag. You better not make a fucking peep." <laughs> and uh, and she she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. Um, after his little monologue, it goes to, um, it keeps cutting back and forth, you know, like it, like it keeps doing throughout this whole thing. And so I'm assuming they're recording this part and, uh, they're playing, she's a brick house while they are performing what, while just while they're torturing, while they're torturing Bill. Well, they're, yeah, well, they're cutting him up and doing things and taxidermying him or whatever it may be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's a brick. Yeah, fucking soundtrack is, uh, soundtrack is golden in this movie, that's for sure. Well, how can I find this one scene? Huh? Uh, it comes up. There's different scenes that are coming up. Yeah, it's all right. And uh, mainly, um, I mean, you've heard a lot. I mean, a lot of his stuff goes on similar lines of this anyways. So really yeah. any of his stuff, I was just wondering if he if he thought he ad-libbed any of it because he says a lot of off-the-wall shit, that's for sure. A lot of yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, holy Miss Moly. He does a lot. Uh, they do a lot of, uh, like, you know, Southern inside you know joke type of deals with his dialogue so they're you know they're supposed to be like redneck i guess he tapped into a lot of that stuff they're, they're yeah. like you know rob zombies uh that breakthrough album he had once he moved for, on from white zombie into that solo career doing rob zombie it was called hillbilly deluxe so it was a lot of play on on you know like southern uh rock but also like hillbilly but he called it hellbilly style which was you know a lot of corpses and zombies and draculas and the undead or whatever was the the content of the music but it was like rockabilly meets that plus you know the heavy metal with white zombie that he had before so there's a big mix of all these things that he liked uh, rob zombie is an interesting character my bad i had to change the diaper <laughs> <laughs> baby <No> diaper <laughs> not mine you're in the depends already Mine's still clean. <laughs> so now we get the uh, the two uh, the sh- I don't know sheriff and deputy, whatever the hell their titles are. <laughs> the two lawmen 
driving over to Spalding's uh, spot. And uh, it's funny, they're mm. dinging the bell. He's like, you little shits keep dinging that bell, I'm fuck you up, or like something like that. And then he comes out, and it's the cops. <laughs> and his, uh, his shirt, it says, uh, Pigs is beautiful. <laughs> and it's like some gangster, I don't know, looking like crazy vampire pig or something. I don't even know what the hell it is. But uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, I guess we kind of skipped over the part because it's really so quick where... There's like, uh, how, how come he bringing up so much stuff about this Dr. Satan? Where'd you find this out? Uh, Dr. Spaulding, uh, Captain Spaulding's like, oh man, that crazy son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so yeah, we have no idea if there's any connection or anything, but we know from at least what Otis says, he sounds like uh, some crazy old clown. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he looks like a crazy old clown when he's talking to these cops. He's not giving up any information. He did um, give them the same directions that uh, that he gave the other peeps because they go start following. They ain't, tri- they ain't tripping off long yeah, and everybody a- can get it. Yeah. Yeah, there's some yeah, there's some back and forth banter with him and the deputy and he's giving them lip and uh, they're, you know, they're they're kind of, uh, you know, poking at each other for a bit and then he reluctantly, you know, gives them the information. He's like, I don't know. She's not. And he shows him the picture. And he's like, what about her? Have you seen this girl or whatever? He's like, I don't know. Like, stop my tap. I like him with a little more meat on the bone. And he's like, he starts snorting, <laughs> laughing. And he's like, a little more cushion for the pushing. You know, and he starts, you know, keeps going all gross. His, his makeup's like, his makeup's like half on. His teeth are all like, looks like he's been brushed in the, like two months. His chicken probably still in there. I was going to say like 20 years, maybe. With <laughs> <laughs> the southernness. And he looks real greasy, real dirty. And he's like, not my tap. Whatever he's doing, good stuff. Real gross stuff. In- and he gives up the info, and it doesn't matter because uh, he knows why he's giving it up and what's going to happen. And uh, they get out, they go out there, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I feel like this is uh, this might be a good part to uh, maybe wrap it up for Act okay. Number Two. Because, uh, yeah, this is where everything just kind of like, mm-hmm. it seems like we're already in full throttle right now. And it uh, seems like it can't get any crazier. But in Act 3, it's a whole lot crazier. As so, I say, wow, we're really going to hit it in Act 3 because there's a whole bunch of stuff that <laughs> happens right sure. now. And you see the extent of their, of their hillbilly-ish craziness. Yeah. Hell yeah. So if you guys have not subscribed to the audio version of the podcast, go subscribe. Silver Screen Breakdowns, and you can subscribe on Apple, on Spotify. Leave us a five-star review. We'll read it out on one of the shows here. (coughs) And um, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, Silver Screen Breakdowns. And uh, Nelly Nell, remind them where to find you at. You can find me, Nelson Tynes, on YouTube. I got my demo reels, some other acting stuff. No montages and four more uh, commercials I've done. Um, I'll post some music coming coming up soon on YouTube, but uh, sometime with Bogey too. We'll see if we yeah. collaborate. We will. Yeah. It's a matter of when. And It'll then Instagram happen. Nelson Times underscore. Find me on there, please. Uh, follow follow me. I'll follow you back, and um, you'll see there. Uh, yeah, my music and working out too. Some of my workouts. Yeah, little things. That's me. Peacock, remind them where to find you at and everything you got going on. Yeah, you can find uh, me and my artwork and everything else that I do at neonpeacockmerch.com. 
you can also find a lot of the other stuff uh, and collaborate with uh, with the the one and only Bogart Scott Free doing a lot of his single uh, album work. It's out there on my Instagram, and you can just uh, search Miles Peacock twenty four, uh, and you can find a lot of my artwork on there as well. Yeah, yeah, just you know, said so you can find me uh, at the GMM Network on everything, and um, search Bogart Scott Free. On all streaming platforms, wherever you consume your music at, checking me out, Bogart Sky Free. We dropping new music all the time. Um, universe gave me money, and definitely tune in for the third installment of the Silver Screen Breakdown Part Will Three. Any, yeah, Countdown coming up by Bogie. Will anyone survive? Will no. anyone survive? Will our? You can't even say heroes. Will the suckers? survive <laughs> they're all still alive at this point right tune in next time we'll see you on the other side this ain't a dream we really live this shit don't intervene, yo, we with this shit. That's where the most high we 